Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and today on the podcast, we are sharing our first session from Seek the Joy Summer. It was our summer series that went live on the summer solstice, and I just was so blown away by the sessions, our speakers, and the response to the series that I decided it has to air on the podcast this summer. So today I'm sharing our first session with Josephine at Lurie. She is an author, writer, meditation, and mindfulness coach. And in this session, Josephine shares her top tips for how we can bring greater mindfulness into the summer, the role of meditation, breathing, and affirmations in mindfulness, and a beautiful solstice meditation to welcome in the warmth, the joy, and the celebration of the summer season. This session to me really felt like and still feels like a beautiful opportunity to be present and set our intentions for the season ahead. So while you are tuning in to today's session, take out a piece of paper, a notepad, your phone, whatever, and Be prepared to tune in and reflect on what you're the most excited for and ready for this summer season. It's really interesting because throughout every session for our summer series, we touched on tools and tips and ways that we can really navigate this time, this moment as we enter into this summer season, but also as we emerge in so many ways from the pandemic. And there's this sense of anxiety mixed with overwhelm. And I have certainly been talking a lot about it on the podcast over the last month. And so I'm really excited for what Josephine shares with us in today's new episode. And that's also why I'm excited to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I think now more than ever, it's just so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is the best fit, and this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, so you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. I really want you to be able to live a happier, healthier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life, I think especially right now in these moments of transition. And so that's why I'm excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seek the joy. And the link will also be included in our show notes. Over the next two months or so, I'm going to be sharing all of the sessions with you from Seek the Joy Summer. I'm so excited to share these. Can't wait to hear what you think. As always, make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And uh, just without further ado, let's dive into this one, a solstice meditation and mindfulness chat with Josephine at Lurie. I am so excited to share with you this session with Josephine at Lurie. It is a solstice meditation, a beautiful 
solstice meditation and a conversation on mindfulness. So as the summer months begin, we're often moving really quickly through life and things are so much more fast paced, especially as it gets warmer out and we want to be outside and be with friends and be with family. So this is a really beautiful conversation. I'm so excited to dive in with you. I want to introduce you though to Josephine. She is a author, writer, meditation, and mindfulness coach, and she's really an expert in these areas. She has helped so many people, thousands of people overcome adversity to find joy. So Josephine, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this. I know so much of your story too is about overcoming adversity to find joy. So it's incredible that you're helping others, you know, to do the same. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I find that to be my sole purpose and my heart work. And so every day I get to do it is uh, a gratitude of mine. And mm. this conversation w- contributes to that. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Sydney. Yeah, of course. So you are a meditation and mindfulness expert. And so I want to start off by talking about what is mindfulness for anyone that's brand new to this or, you know, just as a little refresher, what is mindfulness? Yeah, what mindfulness would be lending oneself completely to the present moment and doing so in a non judgmental way and just tuning in to everything that's happening within you in terms of your emotions and how your body is feeling, and then moving out externally into what is happening in your environment and with the people who are around you and your relationships. So it really is just being aware of that present moment. Hmm. I love what you said that it's really about being aware of the present moment and allowing yourself to stay, you know, in that present moment. And for me, at least over the last year, staying in the present has been really hard. There is, you know, especially when you're in a space of uncertainty, you don't know what's coming at you next. You don't know how to navigate something. Staying in that present moment is really hard. I'm curious what your experience has been staying in that present moment and allowing yourself to practice mindfulness, even when things are not going so great, even when you're just trying to navigate like a difficult situation, what has that been like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a great point to bring up that, especially during this past year, it has been very challenging. Mm -hmm. And I think it, you know, I think it just was an opportunity where everything was magnified, but at the same time allowed us to really listen And we were afforded the gift of time of diving deep within ourselves. And so for myself, like every day I'm met with challenges that I need to navigate of chaos. You know, I have five kids and I'm working and we're all at home, although now we're starting to flow out into the world and that in itself um, presents challenges, right? So for me, being able to tune into my breath, tune into the present moment, And breathe through things, which is, you know, the essence of mindfulness is that awareness has really helped me a lot because I have a lot of anxiety. And so it has really given me that chance to pause, Mm -hmm. which is what I teach my, my students a lot is hitting that pause button and allowing life to slow down for yourself. And you're able to do that when you start to introduce just a deep breath because suddenly magically everything seems to not almost stop, but just move slower because you are moving slower. You are moving with more intention. And for me, that has been such a game changer and a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. 
This piece about allowing yourself to slow down. I was just talking to somebody about that earlier today because I think when we are moving so quickly through life or we're on the sense of autopilot, especially when the world feels upside down or your personal world feels, you know, upside down and in chaos, we it's not natural to move slowly. It's natural to move quickly and to try and figure out like how do I navigate this? And this key of awareness is really the ability to allow yourself to slow down and to pace yourself and to hit that pause button. So if someone is listening to this and they're like, that sounds great, Sydney and Josephine, but like, how do I actually hit pause in the moment and allow myself to slow down? What have you done in your life or what are some tips or strategies that you share with people to allow themselves to slow down, hit pause, and then maybe practice greater awareness in in those moments? Yes. Now that is a a great question. And the, perhaps the number one strategy that I share with others is incorporating a breathing strategy. And I do that for many reasons. The first is that it's always accessible to you and available and it goes with you wherever you are. And second, it is a proven way to move yourself from a state of stress, from that fight or flight state into that rest and digest state. So it's a, a manner for you to, to actually move your own self into a calmer state. Mm-hmm. And, and it's super easy to do and there are many different ways of doing it. So that's why that's my number one tip. It, it's a more approachable than asking someone to start meditating or doing mm-hmm. some of the other mindfulness strategies because those are things that take some practice. They take time, just a few minutes of the, of the um, each time is really what they require. But when you're stuck in a moment of stress and you're triggered, pulling out that breathing technique is so um, powerful mm-hmm. and purposeful. Mm-hmm. And it can be something as simple as just slowing down your breath, you know, taking a deep breath in and witnessing it and then slowly exhaling out. It, and then it can get more complicated, such as like timing your breath, like counting how long your inhale takes, counting how long your exhale takes. There's just so many different manipulations, but really in essence, what's happening there is that you are in tune with your breath in the present moment. And it's hard for you to really think about all these other things that were stressing you out just a moment ago, because Mm -hmm. if you're really playing along, you're very in tune with that breath in that moment. Mm. What I think is so fascinating too about focusing on your breath is it's something that we all have access to. So you don't have to go out and find it. We literally are breathing all day long without even consciously thinking about it. So this idea of bringing your conscious awareness to your breath as a tool or a modality to slow yourself down and stay in the present moment, it's definitely something that I have tried to incorporate in my life, especially in anxious moments when you start to feel like, you know, your heart rate is going up, you feel elevated. So focusing on your breath and just noticing your breathing, it's been a huge game changer. So do you suggest someone starts off with their breath in that sense of just noticing breathing in, being present in that moment and breathing out? Is that a really good place for somebody to start? It is. And just asking yourself to slow down the breath breathing in through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. It's, it's such an easy way. And especially when you're very triggered or amped up, 
it can be hard to remember, well, what was that technique or what was that breathing pattern that she was suggesting? So if you can just go with a slow and deep breath, I mean, I'm constantly doing it throughout the day. And what's beautiful is that I see my children doing it. I see Mm. my husband doing it without even realizing at a certain point, you're just, it becomes automatic that the moment you have that cue of stress, then you perform this activity and it immediately gives you the reward of feeling calm and feeling like you can now go back to that situation to navigate it in mm-hmm. a more mindful way. Mm-hmm. You've brought this up a couple of times, but I think often when we think about mindfulness and this practice of staying in the present moment, we think about meditation and we think about, you know, for a lot of us, either meditation feels great or it feels like, oh my God, like this thing where I sit still and silent and I, you know, just breathe. But the truth is, is there's so many different ways to meditate. So I'm curious, what does your meditation practice look like? Um, and has it evolved over time too? Sure, it definitely has. When <laughs> I very when I started at the beginning, at, at the request of my friend, my friend was just so adamant about me trying it many years ago. I started with an app and it was just a few minutes a day because I was on the fence. Like many of the people that I interact with, They tell me that they can't turn off their minds and Mm. that it's just impossible because they're always on the go. And I'm myself, I'm like that. Um, And so I was in the same boat. I thought there's no way this is going to work for me because my mind is just on the run. But I tried it and lo and behold, it was amazing because Mm. even in those like three minute sessions, I finally gave myself a moment of rest and silence and not not sleeping rest or taking a nap rest, but here's like an active but not active moment for myself where I just got to breathe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it before, Cindy, we're, we take it for granted that we're breathing yeah. and we don't realize how powerful it is and how purposeful it could be because we're just taking it for granted. We're just doing it. Um, but in that moment, in, initially in the beginning, it was so, it felt so luxurious because I was finally taking care of myself. And so that progressed from getting that feeling and then realizing that I want to keep feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And so I kept at it and it was literally just a few minutes a day. And then over time, you know, I, I progressed it on for myself and then I wanted to level it up because I'm (laughs) very type A. I wanted to like (laughs) win at meditation. So I took a, a teacher training course with just the intention of, sort of leveling up my own personal practice, fell in love with it and knew that I needed to share this goodness with the world. Mm -hmm. And so now it has evolved to a practice of doing the bookends of my day where it's twice a day, anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes each session and really just depends on how I'm feeling. So that's another key thing that I like to tell people is to figure out what you need in that moment. Every day we wake up different. At the end of the day, we end up feeling very different. Mm -hmm. And you, it's sort of cyclical because the more you're mindful and practice mindfulness and meditation, the more you really can tune into what you need because you're aware of yourself. And so really tuning into what do I need today? And then giving yourself that, whether that's mindfulness strategy, meditation, or some other self-care strategy of Mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. I think it's just about starting somewhere right? Allowing yourself to start somewhere to develop this level of self-awareness, to develop um, 
a greater understanding of yourself. And I know anyone and everyone who's listening to us right now is probably at all ends of the spectrum with meditation. We probably have beginners. We probably have people who have never meditated before. And we probably have seasoned regulars, as I like to call them in the meditation space. So if someone is brand new to meditation, where do you suggest that they start? Um, do they start small? Should they dive into a long meditation, short meditation? What, what does that look like in your opinion? Yes. I'm a big proponent of starting small Mm -hmm. and supporting yourself as much as possible. So if you're able to do an app, wonderful. If you're on the fence of whether or not you should invest in it, you know, they do offer free trials. There are teachers like myself who offer free video meditations on YouTube, or um, you can just listen to music. But I feel that doing some sort of guided one is Mm -hmm. much better for for people who are new to meditation, because otherwise you might feel lost and that might be discouraging for you. So I suggest going with one minute. If you can do it for one minute consistently and develop that habit of taking the time to do that, over time you can slowly start to add the next minute and the next minute. And if you can do three minutes a day, you'll see dramatic changes in how you approach life. You know, yes, there are scientific studies that doing it 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day will change the um, the makeup of your, of your brain. And, and that, you know, that has been proven. But if you can just do it for a couple of minutes, you still see great benefits in how you respond to life. So start off really, really small. So it is manageable and approachable for you and then build up that way. I'm curious about the role of affirmations in your mindfulness practice and in your mindfulness mindfulness journey. For me, I feel like affirmations have been even more powerful than meditation or any other self-care tool. So I'm curious, what has your journey been like with affirmations? Do you use them? How, yeah, do you use affirmations in your practice with mindfulness? Yes, I love affirmations. And it's gotten to a point where I just do them. It's almost like that automatic habit where now I know that that's what I need and my mind will say something to myself like, okay, okay, girl, you can do this. You know, yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Um, but it all started for me outside of my meditation mindfulness journey. You know, I, I um, battled an eating disorder in my, in my early 30s. And during that, that work, that therapy to heal, we actually worked on a number of affirmations and yeah. self-talk in terms of challenging that inner critic in our heads and uh, challenging it in a number of ways, one of which was affirmations and telling yourself positive things, feeding yourself these positive words versus listening to those negative things that we often tell ourselves. And so for me, that has always been like an instrumental part of of thinking more positively and changing my mindset. Mm -hmm. I think the three big tools that we've mentioned so far, breath work or just breathing, meditation and affirmations, they play such a large role in our lives, whether we're really conscious of them or not, because we're constantly, especially with affirmations, feeding ourselves messages throughout the day without really realizing it. So if you can be intentional, I think, about what it is that you're saying to yourself, because essentially affirmations are a statement of care, support, compassion, to yourself in that moment. So I think if we can maybe focus on breath work or breathing, just just 
in and out, not holding your breath throughout the day, saying good, positive things to ourselves, and then incorporating a little meditation. I think, especially as we enter in this new season, this summer season in the Western Hemisphere, as the world returns to somewhat of a new normal, um, I think it's going to be really important. Do you have any tips or tools or strategies or thoughts on how people can maybe begin to implement these things as we enter this new season, this summer season, which is usually busy. Like pre-pandemic, it was always busy. We're always out. We're enjoying the sunshine. So yeah, any tips or strategies to share with everyone that's listening? Yeah, I love this question and I love the way it, you know, this topic of how to be mindful in the summer. It's fantastic Mm -hmm. because you're right. Like, just like you said, Sydney, in the summer, we're always on the go. We're always doing something that's our opportunity to really like go out and, and be with friends and, and go on vacations and things like that. So, you know, my suggestion, three tips on how to be mindful in the summertime. One would be to experience nature because it's a completely different we're a little spoiled here in Los Angeles where totally, we're at right totally, now. Yeah, so yeah. I don't really see the change of seasons, but I was born and raised in Chicago, grew up on, and then lived out East. So there it's a lot easier to really notice the difference in that season that you're in. And rather than just, you know, enjoying the fact that it's, oh, it's 90 degrees now, or I can go to the beach, really just taking a moment, maybe it's one or two minutes where you stand outside and you feel the sun beating down on you, you feel the warmth of the ground on your feet, you know, whether that's sand or is it just the pavement or the grass that's growing and just connect that way with nature and connect with the summer, the summer season in that regard, because we often just take it for granted because we're always, we're always on the go. The second one would be to appreciate the seasonal foods once again, you know, it's a little hard here, but back out east, there were certain um, fruits that were only available in the summer. Like I always enjoy cherries, for example, mm. or stone fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be like start of July and then August would come tomatoes. And knowing that those fruits and vegetables only happen in those months or at, at least that they're at their peak. So when I'm eating that cherry, I'm really savoring it for everything that it is and what it represents to me and being aware in that regard. And then the last thing is, you know, when you do all of these activities to really just be mindful in the moment of how wonderful it is and how you're feeling in that moment and the the beauty and the gratitude that you have to be able to participate in this particular summer event that you may not be able to do in the other seasons. Mm -hmm. So those are three ways to incorporate it while you're on the go, while you're doing things uh, that doesn't necessarily require you to sit down for meditation, but it allows you to stop and be present and and be grateful. Mm -hmm. Appreciation and gratitude for the season, I think is huge. And all the things that you get to do in this time that we can't do in spring, fall, or winter, or we couldn't do last summer because of the pandemic. I love, thank you for those tips. I hope everyone listening is like writing all this down because this is so, so good. So I know you're going to lead us in a beautiful solstice meditation to welcome in the summer. So I'm going to let you take it away whenever you're ready. Wonderful. I'm so excited about this, Sydney. So if you're listening, you can be seated, you can lie down, whatever feels comfortable and right for you. And whenever you feel ready, gently closing your eyes. 
And let's ease into this moment of peace by taking a long, slow, deep breath in together and gently letting it out of your mouth with an audible sigh. Once again, taking a long, slow, deep breath in through your nose and gently letting that out of your mouth with an audible sigh. And now just allow your breath to return to a pace that feels comfortable and right for you. Begin to tune in to how your breath is moving in and out of your body in this moment. Notice the gentle ebb and flow of that breath as you invite in that inhale and as you let go of that exhale. And know that everything else outside of this moment, outside of the space that you are in, all the people, the obligations, all of that you can return to later after you've taken this moment and time to prioritize yourself and to be present in the beauty of this summer weather and summer season. So as you continue taking in your intentional and purposeful breaths, just begin to witness how that summer air feels around you. Noticing perhaps the sounds that come with the summer season, perhaps even noticing the scent in the air, the heat. Give yourself this opportunity to really witness and be aware of everything that's happening around you, of everything in this beautiful present moment. And to tune in and be a bit more present We'll practice a breathing pattern called the four, five, six. So on your next inhale, breathe in for a count of four. One, two, three, four. Then hold your breath for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And then exhale for six seconds slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six. And continue this four, five, six pattern at your own pace. Do this for three times, all the while noticing how that breath feels as it moves in and out of your body. Knowing that every breath that you take 
serve as a power and a purpose, bringing you closer to that inner calm that we all have within. And once you've completed that pattern three times, just allowing your breath to return back to a pace that feels comfortable for you. Now I'd like to invite you to take a moment to call to mind an intention that you want to set for yourself for this summer season. This intention is a feeling that you want to embody, how you want this summer to unfold for yourself. It's almost like a roadmap for how life and how this summer will come into fruition for you. So once you've narrowed down an intention for yourself for this summer, on your next inhale, taking a deep breath in through your nose and saying this intention softly in your mind to yourself, allowing it to take root within your heart and your mind, and then slowly exhaling it out, allowing it to be released out into the world for it to manifest in your life in the coming days and weeks. And know that you can always return to this feeling of calm, this intention that you've set in the coming days and weeks and months of this summer season, just by taking a pause, taking a deep breath in, and calling to mind that intention that you have set within your heart and your mind. So let's end our meditation just as we began by taking a deep breath in through your nose and gently letting it go. Begin to wiggle your fingers and toes to come into this moment whenever you feel ready, gently opening your eyes. Welcome back. I hope you feel so much calmer than when we first began and ready to take on this summer season. That was so beautiful. Thank you. I, I'm going to probably do this every day all summer, this meditation you just shared with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love this piece about setting an intention for yourself around the summer months too. Beautiful. Thank you, Josephine. You're welcome. Where can everybody find you? Connect. Um, I know you have a beautiful podcast and you offer meditations and insights and all these beautiful things on Instagram. So where can everybody find you? And then I would also love for you to share the special gift that you are sharing with Seek the Joy Summer attendees. Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So you can find me on my website, which is jatlurie.com. On there, you will find... Um, the past episodes of my podcast, which is called Responding to Life, Talking Health, Fertility, and Parenthood. And you'll find numerous articles that I've written on mindfulness 
as it relates in just general mindfulness, but also fertility and parenting. You can find me on Instagram where I'm sharing a lot of sort of mindfulness tips and inspiration. It's Josephine R. at Lurie. I do have a book coming out this summer, July 13th, called The Mindfulness, uh, The Mindful Parenting Journal. Mm -hmm. So if you're a parent, I'd love for you to check it out. And I also offer private one-on-one meditation sessions as well as online workshops for fertility and for parenting that teach you the basics of mindfulness. And I'd love to offer a discount for those um, sessions, a 20% discount, and um, uh, Sydney will have the code. It'll be Sydney20. Perfect. I will put everything. It'll be right below where everyone is tuning in or in the show notes for this one. And just thank you so much again. I am so excited for everyone to connect with you, listen to this meditation. And Josephine, thank you for joining us for our summer series. Uh, The pleasure was all mine. I hope you all have a wonderful summer. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.